All right, all right. Welcome back, lovers and friends. It's the boy Trigger Troy, the love guru himself, and this is a love journal. My journey into healing, relearning, and redefining love. I'm excited today because this is a special episode for the show. Um, first off, it's a revamp episode. If you're not familiar, that's an episode where you know I take a topic that I've already done and just interview a different guest for it. Um, I think you know it's best to just hear different opinions on things and and see where we differ and see where we're the same. And so that's where the idea of the revamp came from. So revamp episode, but also it's my very first couple interview. Um, it's something I've wanted to do. Obviously, it's a love show, so it makes sense. Um, I just wasn't sure, you know, when I wanted to or how. And then the opportunity just kind of presented itself. So it's like, OK, let's do it. <laughs> so um, I am joined by a repeat guest, the lovely Miss Tara and a new guest, Mr. J. Flam. Um, and we are revamping the love language episode from season one. Check it out. I'll introduce y'all. Or actually, I'll let y'all introduce yourselves. How about that? Ladies first. Okay. Hi, my name is Tara Michelle. I'm also known on YouTube as Opinionated Sense. Instagram, Opinionated underscore Sense. And my radio show, Truthfully Opinionated, is on Opulence Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it replays again on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, love it. Quite the resume. Got to follow that up. <laughs> J.D. Plan, host of the What Is TWS podcast. Uh, drop episodes every Monday. A co-host of the League of Kings podcast is every other Wednesday on major streaming platforms. And also I'm on Opulence Radio. Um, I have a hip hop show on Friday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Kiss the Sky Experience. And then I do a uh, another hip hop show with Raw Saz, Easy to General, Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Shout out to Opulence. Hey, I love all that. Quite the resume yourself. Damn, y'all both just went to <laughs> just listed it down. Like, I, I, but I love it though. I love like, especially lately, just um, and I think Brian was saying it uh, today or earlier or yesterday, whatever. Um, just like all the, like dope content and everybody just working together and just you know working. Like it's, it's cool to kind of see and just meet more and more people like that. So that's super dope. Um, today I wanted to talk to you guys about love language or love languages rather <laughs> um and as you know that's just to break it down for anybody who don't know what love language is um it's just how you communicate your love how you share your love how you receive love how you give love and the best ways that you're able to um just understand love you know so with that one my first question just to get make it simple what is your love language tara i'll start with you <laughs> um, I, I believe that it's physical touch, but physical touch and quality time are so like just connected for me. I love them both Ooh, equally, yeah. but I'll say physical touch just a, a little bit more. Okay, I feel that. Uh, so you know what? I was I'm actually just thought about it. Should I say the whole J dot? Should I say the flare? Because that's what she was saying, and then I heard other people say that too. So I'm like, damn, wait, should I say that? Plan is cool. I appreciate it. Cool. Got you, bro. <laughs> so yeah, what is your love language? Um, yeah, that's that's a difficult question for me. Uh I yeah. I never was really one of the person that subscribed to the love languages and the whole thing. Right. I think it's important to know your partner's love language, but for me, I don't feel like I fit in any of those. 
Um, I've tried to sell that like music is my love language and people are like, that's not a love language. You don't get to pick that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's some, some, some variation of quality time. Like if you show interest yeah. in what I'm interested in and are trying to get to know me, and I guess that takes time, then, uh, then I, you're speaking my language. But music is the easiest way to get to know me. Hey, I feel that. Especially hip hop for what it sounds like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I love it. Um, coming from Detroit, my dad is like a rapper. He like he used to rap and shit when he was younger. Okay. And like I just always grew up around it. So hip hop is like one of my I low key would do like a a hip hop show because I also write poetry. So it's okay. like they the two go hand to hand, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm, I'm a hip hop head too. So, but anyway, <laughs> I definitely feel that because, like, outside of that, I love R&B. I love. I'm just eclectic as fuck. So, like, music is mine. But as you were saying that, I get why people would say because I've been like thinking of different ones. Like another one of mine is shit talking. Like I like to talk shit. <laughs> Baby, let's talk a little shit. Like you know, as long as we stay respectful of each other within our you know boundaries and shit. Like, a big head ass up. You know, like <laughs> shit. Like you know, what I'm saying like. But I think that kind of low key might fall under words of affirmation. Like, I, I'm gonna, but in the opposite, yeah, I'm gonna say big head is not words of affirmation. <laughs> I mean, you know what it means. Shit, I'm affirming your head, it's big. That's hilarious. Love, that's why I love you. Um, so I did just find like some um love language, like, um, I guess statistics. And before Ooh. I share mine, it says that 65% of people say that their love languages have changed throughout their lives. Okay. Um, yeah, cause like, so mine now is quality time and physical touch, um, but it didn't used to be quality time. I, I used to could just like, all right, kind of stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> and then when I see you, I'm all over you, but then it's like, all right, I don't need to see you for like a month. It was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and like, as, as I got older, I started to be able to like add quality time to the mix and like words of affirmation. So what I was actually going to ask you, Flam, was like, when you were saying you didn't think you fit under any specific one, Yeah. Um, do you like fit a little bit under each of them or like, and I could kind of read with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I require a little bit. I mean, everybody requires yeah. some physical touch. I can't imagine a relationship that don't exist without that. You'd be fucking surprised. Yeah. <laughs> some, some motherfuckers do not like to be touched. And that is like, I mean, uh, okay. So my band, don't put your feet on me. But other than that, you're like, you know, <laughs> <be> good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I fit a little bit under. What is it like? I don't like gifts, though. That's, we, you know, I'm cool on that. Like, Giving I'm, or getting? Uh, getting. Like, it makes me slightly uncomfortable. I'm getting used to it. I see faces and stuff. People looking at me the wrong way. I'm getting used to it, but uh, yeah, I, I, I sometimes struggle with receiving gifts and words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah, uh, I feel that. Compliments can send me down a, a spiral of depression. It's a weird thing. I'm weird, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I kind of fit under all of them. If if you've yeah. never complimented me, I'd be pissed off. But if you always compliment me, say, <laughs> <laughs> so, "All right, hold on, motherfucker. Wait a minute. Something <laughs> <laughs> what's going on right here." <laughs> uh, I feel that. Um. Damn, yeah. So, so I was guess what I was kind of going to say about myself. I think I fit a little bit under all of them. I'm the same with gifts. It's it's kind of difficult to get gifts or accept gifts for me sometimes. Um, why? I like to give no. them. But why is it difficult for you guys to receive gifts? Because I don't get them a lot. Like I well, not, so from people that 
I'm not used to getting them from, right? So, like, obviously, you know, like, parents, um, you know, maybe siblings or something like that. But, like, outside of that, it's like, oh, wow, okay. Um, oh, shit, thank you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Didn't get <you> anything, <laughs> you know? Like, but I do like to give them, though, you know? I love I love this to see, like, I'm, I'm very thoughtful when it comes to giving gifts. So I like to try to really think about the person that I'm buying for. Like, that's fun for me. Um, but receiving, I'm just like, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> um, so, so, um, Chad, do you think that yours has changed? Like, has it always been? Yeah, no. Touching? Um, I've been, I went through a lot as a child, so I, I didn't like to be touched for many, 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 many years. Um, mine was words of affirmation. Because I received such like verbal and emotional and mental and physical abuse at home that when I would go to school and my teachers would praise me, that is how I started opening up and coming out of my shell and feeling like I wasn't such a deplorable person, you know. So when I was younger, it was words of affirmation. As I got older and dated and got married and all that stuff and realized that people lie all the time. (laughs) Words coming from other people (laughs) didn't mean much to me anymore. So words of affirmation just flew out the window. And then it just became, you know, I don't know, having kids and and wanting to just cuddle up with them and stuff. I started to realize that I missed affection. And that's when it started to morph me. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, because, okay, so, because I think words of affirmation was kind of one of mine, too, now that I think about it. Um, But it was like, for me, it was a place of insecurity. Um, But then as I was able to kind of tell myself the shit that I needed to hear from somebody else, it was like, oh, I mean... Okay, well, I don't need you to fucking say it. I'm saying <laughs> thank, thank you. Um, but I got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, that slowly changed, but it's like, so now, so let's, so this is my next question, right? It, are your love languages different with friends and family versus lover? Or is it? Absolutely. Don't touch me. If yeah. You, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, no, no. So. <clears throat> I think with friends and family, coworkers and things like that, words of affirmation still work for me. People I'm cool with and I trust the words that are coming out of their mouth. Um, I just, I'm, I love giving gifts too. I'm like, it, it's not that I don't like receiving them. It's just that I don't really do that with many people. That's my kids, my siblings sometimes, and and the person that I'm, that I'm dating or I'm in a relationship with. So. I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't even fit for me. But yeah, it's definitely not. I'm not booed up and hugged up with everything. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> um, so like, well, first, you know what, Fred, I'll let you answer that one first. Yeah, and I, I say I'm the, I'm the same. Like, a music across the board, like, we can connect yeah. on some level. Of course, the songs are going to be different. I'm not sending you the same songs. I'm sending her, like, it's just, that's not yeah. happening. And please don't send me anything. This made me think about you, mama. But I said most most of the even the music thing is just like someone being interested in what I'm interested in, and if you're just a friend, like there's a there's a boundary. Like you you asking too many questions, you want to know too much. We not I don't want to be that close. Like there's there's a boundary. But you know if if we move in that way, if it's romance, lessons to learn from those. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an open black. Somebody sent me something. Not somebody. My significant other sent me something the other day today. I don't want anybody to know you the way I know you. And it's like, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah, 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 I like that. Hell yeah, that's real. Um, I gotta stop so, with this, somebody. So, 
<laughs> right. Um, I think like so. Some of mine are the same. Like physical touch, it depends on the friend, and it's not like lovey dovey, right? But like it's like one of my best friends from like I don't know um, seventh grade. We I, like I might lay on her shoulder or something like that, or she look like you know what I'm saying this is this is kind of how we always been. Um, but I'm also gay, so her husband doesn't mind. <laughs> but um, you know that that's like that's something that we do. But like I don't do it to all my friends. But like I, I will give a friend a hug if they go through something and like you know like physical touch. I, that's like how I let you know. But like words of affirmation, that still works. The gifts thing, um, yeah. I mean, I think actually both of them work the same for me. For the most, like it's different levels, obviously. You know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> um, like the gifts that I'm going to buy, you know, the person that I'm with, I'm not going to buy that, that kind of thing, you know what I'm saying, for for in our family. So it's different levels to it, but I think they all kind of work together. Yeah. Definitely the words of affirmation thing. Like I'm, I'm very much like with my friends, I'm very much like what you said. Like our words of yeah. affirmation is talking shit. Like if I can... Yeah, <laughs> I can make fun of you. I fuck with you. If I can't make fun of you, yeah. if I never say anything mean about you, then I probably don't like you like that. Like, yeah, I probably don't fuck with you like that. Because <laughs> if I say some shit, I'm gonna hurt your fucking feelings. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, of course, that's not the that. way I'm talking. You know, to the person I'm in a relationship with, but you know, it's almost yeah. the same thing, but just like you said, different levels. Yeah, yeah, legit. I want to um, hop back on how, like you were mentioning, like music is like one of yours. Um, like outside of like the the regular known ones, I do think like there's different kinds because like one of mine is movies. Like, okay. I like I love movies, specifically horror movies. So it's like let's let's chill and watch scary movies together. Like I do another uh, podcast, it's a, a horror podcast. So it's like that's something that's close to me. I'm like shit. You try to watch a scary movie? What's up? <laughs> like so if we can do that. Like we close. You can talk to me about horror then you got a little a low key in. So like I think it is some some other ones that like exist too outside of the normal ones. Like Yeah. Um, yeah I'm big on on conversation. Like and I guess that fits kind of in the quality time. But we don't have to talk yeah. for long. But if and we don't have to talk often. But if I know when we speak, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a deep conversation or we it's not yeah. gonna be this surface how how was your day or whatever. We can have a spirited debate. Like we can yeah. it might be a debate <laughs> Praised and you know, maybe yeah, some words yeah. get exchanged, but at the end of it, it is you know, I love you, I love you too. Talk to you soon, you know. Then we can do yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I guess I don't know where my stuff fits in those. Yeah. Anytime so yeah, because it's like I, it's like a little bit of uh, all of them. Yeah. And like, don't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box. Yeah. Man. Let me hey, do what I am. That's fine. What, what's your sign? I'm a Sag. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I can't let Tara hear me say that because uh, she go off. <laughs> I'm not supposed to rap. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Well, I, I just asked because, like, that, that that's not, like I'm a Taurus. That, okay. That's very uh, Taurian of you, but <laughs> I can see that being a Sagittarius thing too. <laughs> um. So, and actually, you know what? I'm going to hop into before I even get into that one. I'm gonna hop into another uh, statistic that I found over here. 33% of people have been in successful relationships where a partner did not understand their love language. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, first off, I guess, how long have you guys been together, you and Tara? Uh, man, don't get me. You're trying to get me in trouble. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Uh, 
I got. I thought about it after I said it. Like, uh, I should. So you know what? I'll say we in that we in that six month territory. Oh shit! There we go. No, 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 no. What were you talking about? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nothing. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what just happened. Like, everything just went out and it came back. So the Wi-Fi, the modem, the router, and all that everything had to come back on. Reason, baby. Everything happens for a reason, you know. <laughs> it's the moment. You want to look at Okay, so uh, so when so, I left, you were talking about your significant other sending you something that said, "I don't want anyone else to know you like I know you." That's lovely, and that was it was very dope. I fucks with that. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful, yeah. Um, so afterwards, so we were just pretty much. Um, I was saying like how um, my love like one, my love languages are kind of the same with family and friends, but there's just different levels, like you know, um comfort my friends when they're going through things like i'll you know hug them and hold them for a second if they need or whatever the case is like um i have a best friend who like i you know lay on her shoulder and stuff like that sometimes it's like um so just like that's one of mine too with friends and family and stuff but um the other thing i was talking about was like how one of mine is and like you know like i love horror and like scary movies and stuff and so that's actually one of my love languages like how he was i would agree music. with that i love movies yeah. i am a movie head <laughs> I don't know about horror so much. I can do all of it except for the possession movies, especially when they're messing with Some kids. The it bothers me. Oh, nope, it bothers me. Just don't let her pick the movie. Just don't make. Oh fuck them kids! <laughs> let them get possessed. Oh fuck it. See that's terrible. <laughs> I actually love my kids. <laughs> I was always a fucked up parent that let the kids get possessed. It's like super fucking neglectful or some shit. It's like, or just don't listen to them or some shit. So, you know, mm-hmm. right, just, as long as you listen to them, if they ever tell you they hear some shit, we up. Listen. That had a house. We gone. That's it. Cool. Um, but yeah, like, you know, for, well, so my shit, I just, I don't know. I just love horror. Like, since I was fucking like four years old, I saw. Shit like Hellraiser, way too young. Yes. Oh my like, God. I used to love Hellraiser. Bothered and Phantasm, all of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just when I had kids, I started to go, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I remember I saw Damn. Insidious, and it was the time when the little red, the red man in hell took the little boy, and the dad was like, What are we going to do? And I was like, yeah. If you don't take your bitch ass down, I'll go get your son. I was mad. So I'm in the movie theater, leg shaking, ready to fight the dad and the dude. I'm like, I go get your son. You a punk? And I was like, Yeah, this ain't for me. <laughs> this messed with my emotions too much. Uh, no, it's fucked me up when I first saw it. Right? Um, <laughs> when I first saw that, I saw it in the theaters. That movie fucked me up. Yes, I was, I was in, in the college. theater, man. Yep. I was in college and I had a, a, a roommate, and I kept my desk light on. He tried to turn that bitch off. I jumped right out of the bed like, nope, nigga. <laughs> I'm not seeing nobody to be traumatized. So I don't Ooh, that's exactly what I'm we're good. doing. I can watch the shit out of it. But when I first, that first little watch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, real, real quick before we hop into it. Another one that got me like that in recent years is The Conjuring. I was watching so I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I saw the, the, tail, uh, the trailer and I said, nope. <laughs> I watched like the first half of that shit at night by myself in my room and shit, and it was like real dark. I turned it on. I was like, you know, I watched the rest of this in the morning. Right. <laughs> I, need, I need a little sunlight for this one. Listen, yeah, it's a watch party, yeah. and everybody got to spend the night. I'm not doing it by myself. <laughs> no, no, no. Man, um, so 
uh, before you came back, I actually have finished reading a statistic. I was saying 33% of people have been in successful relationships where a partner did not understand their love language. Um, and then my first question was going to be, how long have you guys been together, Tara? See if the answers match. Here we go. We're playing the dating game. Um, oh. <laughs> five well, months? Six months. It'll be six months this right, month. Here we go. I was okay. right there. I was cool. right there. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, see, he said it. I just didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, how does, like, do you think that you guys have a good understanding of each other's love language right now, currently, or, like, is it something that you're still going into? You can answer first, Flame. Uh, I think I have a good understanding of it. Um, yeah. There's some difficulty, like she said, her, you know, her love language is physical touch, and uh, we're not in the same place. So I can't necessarily, you know, fulfill. So I've had to find other ways to try to fill that gap. And, uh, you know, you have to take advantage of the time that you have together. But, you know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, you find ways to, you know, express. You know, I don't, I think it's clear how I feel about her and how important she is to me. And we found other ways to do that. I mean, we talk very often. I think maybe we've bled into other love languages because those are just unavailable. Like physical touch is unavailable. So we have a lot of quality time, a lot of words of affirmation. You know, we say things to each other every day, you know, even if they're the same thing, it's almost like we got to, it's not a routine, but it's a tradition. Like we yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get you know, we get off the phone the same way every time. We say the same things to yeah. each other in the morning. Like, but you know, those things have had to become more important because you know, yeah. what her actual love language is isn't available. I feel that. I like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause... What he said. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got it. <laughs> um. Well, shit. Okay. Um. But with your statistic, I could see. That because we know a lot of people are together who probably shouldn't be. And and even though they might not be matched, they just work hard at it. I mean, if you love a person enough, you get because what did we do before we had that book? There was (laughs) how many zillions of years were humans around where there was no love language talk? So, of course, we're capable of doing it. But I would I would hope that people would spend the time to try to figure it out just to keep each other happier. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. I mean, because um, you know what? It's when you think about it, if let's just say, Troy, you and I are together, right? If your love language is gifts and I never buy you anything, but I, I do, let's say my my uh, love language is words of affirmation, that doesn't fall on your ears the way it would me. So just because I like to hear those words and I'm fulfilled when you give them to me, doesn't make you fulfilled because that's not how I'm supposed to interact with you, talk to you, treat you. So I think if people put themselves in a situation where they say, okay, what do I like? What would it feel like if I never got that from my mate? And if you think about it in terms of yourself, I think you'd be more willing to give them what they need, even if it's the opposite of what you need. I mean, sometimes can I, can I tell the story about the the late night text messages? Can I tell that story? Yes. <laughs> I mean, shit, you brought it up. Let's go. <laughs> Sometimes you, you have to listen. You have to have the conversations. You have to be willing to have the conversation. So I learned very early on that I was messing up because uh, in the middle of the night, 
sometimes when she knew I was asleep, Tara would text me, you know, so maybe she sent me a reel, maybe she sent me a text thinking of you, just whatever. And I wake up in the morning, I see it, I respond to it. And then I, I knew one in the midst of one conversation, I don't know if it was an argument or not, but in the midst we of- We don't a, argue, don't do that. Don't put that out there. That's not nice. In the midst of a spirited debate. A, dis- uh, <laughs> a disagreement. I did, yeah, <laughs> during a disagreement. Um, she may have brought up the fact that I never text her uh, in the middle. I never text her in the middle of the night. She never wakes up to any messages from me, even though she does it over and over again, which to her should be a signal that I should do it too. But, you know, we've had other conversations where she tells me, you know, I'm not going to wake up in the middle of the night. If you send me, if you call me or something, you don't have to worry about waking me up because it's not going to wake me up. So for me, it was, you know, it didn't make sense logically for me to send you a message in the middle of the night. And, uh, but hearing that, (laughs) it's not going to hurt me to do it. It wasn't, it wasn't instinctual for me. It wasn't something that made necessarily sense to me. But if you're telling me that this would mean the world for me, if you did it, you know, then why? Yeah. Not that difficult to do. The fact that I'm doing it because I want to make you happy. Not because I just thought about sending you text messages in the middle of the night, but if I want to make you happy and I'm willing to do whatever that takes, then, yeah, I think she's come around to being able to, to accept that. that. But it was a conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. Uh, okay. Yeah, I love that. Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> True stories. Nah, um, nah, what he I'm said kidding. is perfect. Like he said, it yeah. didn't make sense to him, but he also knew it wasn't going to kill him to do it. And if it meant something yeah. to me, he's willing to do that. That's the mind frame people need to have. You know, it's it's the it's the yeah. subtle things, it's the small things for me. Yeah, I love that. See, okay, okay. And so this is part of why I started the show because I fucked up on, on things like that in the past. Um one of my examples, right? Well, my ex used to live with me. And I'm a morning person. I'm up, I'm one of them 5 a.m., 6 a.m. niggas like one of them annoying <laughs> Get my iced coffee, let's go, do my skin routine, do my little yoga, you know, like I'm up. Um that's why my ass take a lot of naps because <laughs> we get too fucking early, but I, I'm just used to it now in my body. But um, my, you know, my ex or whatever, he wouldn't wake up for, you know, some, I guess normal hours, <laughs> you know, eight, nine, se- between that seven and nine o'clock area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I didn't have my breakfast and all that shit. And I'd like, he usually just drink coffee for the first like hour he wake up. I didn't even make coffee. Like I couldn't even put the coffee on for him by the time he wake up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've been up for like five hours. Like, you can't just <laughs> get the coffee ready for him. You know what I'm saying? And like, he had mentioned that like after we had broke up, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but you know what? Like, so on the flip side of that, people mm-hmm. who are not getting what they need, you got to speak up. Don't tell me what I did after we broke up. What can I do about yeah. it now? Yeah. Say something while we're in it to allow me to change or to or to allow me to tell you I don't care what you need and then we can break up sooner. Yeah. However that works. But <laughs> yeah, you know, be vocal. <laughs> yeah, be vocal yeah. on both sides. Don't deny yeah. yourself those things and don't deny me the opportunity to change and meet your needs. Yeah. Yeah, like don't expect me to be a psychic, I guess. Right. Yeah. Although yeah, we as women definitely like... want our men to be psychics. I can I can own up to that. <laughs> You know, we we do that stuff where he says, I'm going to the store, you want something, we swerving down, we don't. As soon as he comes back without it, we got a whole attitude, he don't love us. It's it's wild. So <laughs> that look like Dick, you know damn well I want a Snickers. You exactly. Although we say no. Oh, so, you yeah. just tele- telepathically like this nigga better come back with that Snickers. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why I think that's more so an intuitive people thing. Um, because I can be like that sometimes too with some things, and I'm like, I'm learning, like, exactly. Um, it's yeah. important, you know what I'm saying? Um, with that, have you guys ever in the past had a situation where you kind of missed a love language moment with somebody in a different situation, you know? Um, <laughs> and you kind of fucked up. I mean, if it's this one, that's fine too, but like, you know. No, I mean, I, I legit had to get books. Like I was told early on in a relationship that I wasn't affectionate and I didn't really come from an affectionate household. Like it used to be a punishment for me and my sister to have to hug. Like you know, my mom was like, you know, y'all. <laughs> Damn, yeah. And I had to go like do the, the quick two finger tap on her back. <laughs> Good. So I wasn't used to telling people, you know, they were pretty or you're beautiful or or even saying I love you over and over again because that's just not something that we did. So I messed up on that like several times early in relationships, and it finally took somebody saying, like, you're not affectionate. You never tell me you, know, you don't do anything romantic. So I had to. You have to want to. Oh shit, huh? You have to want to be. Yeah. Want to be better. I had to go get books <clears throat> and like read up on how to be romantic. And some things I started doing, they weren't like because I wanted to do them. I was yeah. trying to build the the habit. Like I would put in my phone, yeah. like send flowers every third Tuesday or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Arm and and go do it. But over time, it became like a habit. But you, if you care enough about a person, you'll figure out how to. Provide, yeah. If it's not going to hurt you or change who you are fundamentally, like why wouldn't you just figure it out? But I think, I think you also have to be ready or like have the mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like to even think about that because you can tell somebody that, and some people, if their mind isn't in that place or they're not like, like just for like example, like with my shit, like a lot of my shit came from just being in my own world, like still operating like I was single and I was in you know, a relationship and like not taking the time to actually consciously be like, oh, this is how I should love you. <laughs> you know, like I'm just like, shit, I'm doing me. <laughs> you got, you got added to this world. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I think you. a lot of us do that though. And I think it's what your twenties are for, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when I talk to my 19 year old daughter, I tell her, don't try to do the serious love. We're going to be together for everything. Focus on school. Focus on you. Have friends. You can travel and be cool. You don't actually have to be in a committed relationship because who you are at 19 is not who you're going to be at 21, at 25, at 30. I think this yeah. situation, this relationship works so well because we're in our 40s. We know what we want. We've been through all of that. We've done the selfish mode. We understand how relationships work and we're paying attention. We're paying very close attention and we're doing the work. So I just don't know if you have that capability in your 20s. Hell, I, I don't. Because I think you, there's still so much world you're learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming. It's like it's like a baby. You know what I'm saying? You put a baby yeah. in a room or you ever see like a, a little kid at a party or something. Like, <laughs> every, yeah, what's day, going you know, on? What's all it is? What's, mm-hmm. And so the world is so everywhere and intriguing that's often why sometimes some relations do fail relationships fail because of that same reason because y'all both the world and you don't know who you are yet you don't know who you are and again tomorrow you might be a totally different person like literally a totally different person and they might be a different person and you guys just don't mesh so I don't know, yeah. but it is work. Yeah. It's not always easy. It's definitely work. work. I wonder, um, I actually just thought about something you said, Flat, about like how you said, um, like, 
um, coming from a family that's not necessarily affectionate. And so, like, hugging your sister was like a punishment. <laughs> um, so I think it is important to kind of mention that, though. It does come from family because they're not on my opposite end. Like, I come from an affectionate family. You know what I'm saying? I come from, like, um, it was, it's weird because my mom, it took her a little second. <laughs> when we were like our earliest days it's like as she got older she got more like <laughs> like when we was yeah. like, like five years old she like all right all that hugging and shit <laughs> so but um we come from a shit talking family you know what i'm saying we come from gifts and like also it's like the i come from like bits and pieces of it so that also i guess is important because it's like that's kind of where your love language comes from with yeah, I, they, I saw something that said yeah. your love language tends to be what you didn't get as a kid. I don't know if I fully all the way agree with that because I don't know that I. No, yes, I can. I can agree with that because I didn't have, you know, affection and, you know, I didn't get hugs and, and any of that. And um, there was no quality time spent with me. I was used as the babysitter for the other kids or she would even take the other kids on trips and leave me at home by myself and say, we need somebody to watch the house. So I had a lot of time alone. Yeah. And now that I'm I'm older, those are the ones I cling to. But I grew up the same way. There was my grandmother was affectionate. And then when my siblings and I got older, we decided we're not gonna do that to our kids and we're not gonna do that to each other. So we're affectionate to each other and we're really we we love on our kids, absolutely unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely resonate with that one you know, my growing up, my music was of the devil. It was it was horrible. So I had something that I loved that I couldn't share with anybody. And so now, like, if I get an opportunity to share that with somebody, it means something to me. You know? So, yeah, yeah I definitely. Yeah. yeah. See, I want to say the quality time thing. Cause, like, so I come from the middle of five boys, but like, we all were like, so we were like, everybody was always into their own shit. So it was like, I grew up very used to being able to maintain myself because there's a lot of time with myself. Um, yeah. Even with a house full of family, we all everybody off in their rooms. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one brother here, one brother there, daddy in the basement, mama in the, you know, everybody just everywhere. So that's why quality time is important to me now because it's like, hey, let's just be <laughs> together for like a few mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> I think that yeah, happens when you when you um you experience loss too. Because as many friends and family members as I've had pass away, I really want to to connect with those people that I love that are still here. It just means something different to me. Spending time means something different than what it used to when I was younger. I know time is precious. It's the one thing that you can't get back. And eventually somebody's not going to be here anymore. So it just means something different to me. Yeah, I love that. Um, And... To have on the other one too, real quick, how, how you were saying uh, music. That was like, wow, like, <laughs> oh, this shit, this is of the devil, you know, like, <laughs> how you couldn't share it. That's also, I guess, opposite. Why, I guess, and it's more so now, not even just, this, um, I love horror, but like arts in general, I have a, a huge, huge appreciation and love for because if I can do all of them, photography, graphic design, just all that shit, I do all of it. And I always have, but it's because, I come from a family who is artistic. So it was like, mom always kept us in, she's like, oh, what you, after school programs? Or like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was always doing shit like that or like summer programs and just always able to kind of work on the thing that I loved. So I had the opposite, like, it was all shit. <laughs> like, and then, I, but that makes all the sense. Like, that's, that's very interesting. Um, well, yeah, shit, this has been 
great. <laughs> it's been enlightening. <laughs> um, yeah, I did have one more question, but actually, this don't work for a couple, so I'm just going to take this out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm curious, I, I'm curious I mean, now. What's the question? Well, so it was like, uh, can you maintain a relationship when the love languages don't match, or should they match? We can answer that. I think we can answer. Can you answer that, Flynn? I can't. I have an answer for that. Um, being in one and seeing how it works when you respect that. I know I'm capable of anything. Could I do it? Yes. Would I choose to? No. I think that for me, I want to take the relationship to the fullest limit. I want to reach the top potential of it and then keep going. So if I'm missing an error, uh, an area or ignoring an area, I don't feel like I'm doing my due diligence as a mate. So for me, yes, it can be done. I would not. Because just think about it. Why would you want to be with someone who made it a point to not want to give you love the way that you receive it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. like, no. Because I mean, is yeah. it going to kill you? <laughs> like, exactly that part. Like, like I don't, I don't do, want limitations on it, and I, I think we use love unconditionally as just something to say. Dude, if you sit down and you think about no conditions, no which means if I love a different way than you, you are gonna come my way, and I'm gonna come yours. This quite simple. Yeah. I mean, because in in this relationship, you know, there have been some things that you know I know are important to her that weren't necessarily my personality, and would had to be some decisions made like. Do, are you willing, you know, are you willing to open that door and see, you know, uh, if you have that side to you in order to, you know, be with what a person needs you to be. And sometimes a person, can, I would say she, she loves hard. And sometimes a person can love you in a way where you just, you have to reciprocate that. Like you can't, you can't receive this and then just not do something back. Like she does things that make me want to do stuff, you know, do something for her. I got to figure out. So if she tells me something she likes, I'm gonna go figure out how to, you know, how to do that or be that or whatever. Like, like I said, it's not gonna kill me. And now I'm having a little bit of fun. So, you know. Yeah. And see, <laughs> I love the whole not gonna kill me part because I just think back on my situation or whatever. It wasn't gonna kill me to make that fucking cup of coffee. <laughs> 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 it was not gonna kill me to make that fucking cup of coffee. Like, but you got to give yourself credit thing. to the fact that he didn't let you know, and that's unfair. Because I feel yeah. like if he'd have told you in the process of it, you would have been making the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, so then also to, um, just to kind of, I guess, kind of go off of what you guys were saying, I think it, it helps learn, like you just learn more in general when you don't fully share, like, yeah, I think, you know, you could have some of the same, but it's, it's kind of interesting when someone has a different one than you have, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, um, you know, where's the affirmation is yours and quality time is mine. Let's, you know, figure that out. You know, like it, it's. Because I think also what happens if you don't try, I, not always, but I think it can breed resentment. <laughs> yeah, because and how are like, you supposed I mean, to feel so about a person? I missed that coffee. Yeah, but <laughs> how, how, does, how are you supposed to feel about somebody who knows what you need and makes the conscious choice to not give it to you? Like, how are you supposed to feel safe in that, valued in that, appreciated, or even wanted in that relationship? And then I think... I, she and I have had conversations like the version of each other that we're giving to each other is is new. Like nobody knows us this way because this person didn't exist prior to Ooh. this relationship. Like, I'm I'm becoming and it's and it's cool. Like I I think I've said a couple of times, like I'm I'm excited to to meet this new version of myself because I'm, I'm probably more myself now than I've ever been before. But it's because I feel free enough to do it. And I have somebody to, 
pushes me in certain directions, accepts me in other directions. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, sometimes being around somebody who has different, you know, love languages or, or, or having to learn another style, you find a piece of yourself that you didn't, you didn't know was there. And that, that can be, you know, it's always good to grow and learn. And that's definitely what's happening here. Oh yeah, that shit was poetic I as fuck. Really, really, really real poetic jesting. <laughs> <laughs> real poetic jesting over here. I love it. Um, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I guess that question did still work. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate y'all again for doing this with me. Um, I was excited. Like, like I said, I've been wanting to do like a couple kind of situation for since I started the damn show. It's a love show, obviously. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um but yeah so I, I was excited to do this and i actually think you guys were kind of the perfect first couple for me to do for the show oh, like this, it, it went hand in hand like it went i don't know it, it just it flowed really good so thank y'all for that <laughs> um before i let y'all go um go ahead and reintroduce yourselves or not introduce but just let the people know where to follow y'all find y'all what to listen to all that one more time um, Tara Michelle, also known as Opinionated Sense on YouTube, Opinionated underscore Sense on Instagram, and you can find me on Opulence Radio on Truthfully Opinionated, um, Monday nights, 8 p.m. CST, and Wednesday nights, they replays again at 10 p.m. CST. That's right, resume. All right. You can also find me walking down an aisle song with this, this man right here. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Run it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all saw it here first. I heard it here first because it's gonna be recorded. But yeah, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm uh, J. Flan, host of the What Is TWS podcast. Um, what Is TWS on all social media, all one word. But uh, those episodes drop every Monday. Look out for League of Kings. I'm not gonna do all the times and dates, but League of Kings is another podcast you can find. <laughs> I'm on Opulence, uh, Kiss the Sky on Fridays, and All on the Table Happy Hour on Tuesday. Hey. I love it. I love it. Again, I appreciate y'all. Um, <laughs> real quick, I just, I literally just looking up love language quotes, and the very first one was somebody said your love language is based on what you didn't receive as a child, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> exactly what we, exactly what we talked about. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us, um, yeah, fun. You're always fun. I just love your energy so much. Thank you. Hey, I try. I try. It's, it's the meditation. The shit keeps me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I mean, that and a little, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> y'all have a good night. I you too. <laughs> Peace. Um, you know, the thing is, love language is just really fucking important. Like, that's that's really it. You know, it starts with recognizing your own. Um, recognizing that it can change, recognizing how it affects your relationships and, you know, how it shows up for a partner versus, you know, a friend. Um, and really just understanding how you show your love so that you can understand how others show theirs, especially your partner. Um, with that, always, always um, don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pod, love underscore journal podcast. And don't forget, love, love. Peace. Your love language, bad as I want to be yours, I can get with your program.